Hey everybody, welcome back to Diva Dads, episode nine. Can you guys believe it? Episode nine. We actually have nine. done this nine times. I feel nine like. times. Nine Feels times. like 90. Ed Rooney. <laughs> yes. Oh, wooed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm kidding. I was listening to Superstar this week. <laughs> Superstar. It's been a crazy week for me. How about you guys? What? Yeah. Has that been a week? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I know what day it is because we're doing this, but that's the only reason I know what day it is because every morning I wake up and I'm like, what do I, where should I just start today? I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I spent an entire day watching Umbrella Academy, like the entire first season. So that tells you how productive I have been. Just it's a great show. I it was, it was great. Give you some stuff to do every night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. To do, right? <laughs> I know. I just haven't been doing it. No, that's okay. I, we'll have some more news on what's been going on at the theater. Coco, she's back to life with a vengeance. Mike, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Gentleman Jack in my bougie cup, Ugh. Louis Vuitton. Diva I think it's because he says bougie, like bougie. Bougie. <laughs> oh. Bougie. Say it again, you know, Mike. Try it again. I, B bougie. Oh, just <laughs> bougie. This is terrible. Bougie. Just this is like when you were saying Nabisco. It's just terrible. <laughs> Nabisco. I really thought it was Nabisco. It's the new way that the teens dress or the Nabisco. Nabisco. You should no. try that. <laughs> it's the well, cracker. It's the cracker Ad trend. Adrian, you represented us this week in the. Uh, is it Visco? Visco. Okay, Visco, you represented us this week and did amazing. Apparently, except for the t-shirt. I, I don't Thanks, know. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Terry had some hot sports opinions about that. Uh, about Fantastic. That she always does. Yeah, that was big. Actually, thanks to Kate Mitchell, who is in town temporarily, you guys know. Um, so she helped. She was she was the film director for, for that. Um, and I wore her um, bike shorts. Those are all her scrunchies because I feel like she is the ultimate Visco girl. So <laughs> thank, I thank you, Katie, for letting me, you know, be you for a minute. <laughs> well, uh, hold on to your hats, folks, because uh, the teens are at it again. Uh, they've posted or they've gotten another video to us. It'll be posted on uh, our Instagram stories or whatever it's called soon. And uh, they have challenged us each by name. You know, it's not just a general like Adrian can save you all by doing it herself. <laughs> she has actually challenged each of us to different things. Um, in fact, Adrian was called out specifically to watch some classic movies. And there was a very good movie listed uh, as part of it. So uh, I hope... Spaceballs. That's not the one. That's not the one. But I'm not going to spoil it for you. You got to go. You know, okay, you got to see it on the Instagram TV channel for us, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, see, Dana, I think you have to make like paper lanterns. No, that's Mike. Dana bakes. Oh, bake? Dana bakes. Dana has yeah. to bake. You have to bake food, Dana. Not one of my favorite things. <laughs> Baking and I'm to... pies and cakes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mrs. Love it. So, so be on the lookout. Be on the lookout right. for the teen update. Rodney, what do you have to do? I have to read. Come on. <laughs> hey, nobody got time for that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just heard you watched Umbrella Academy for 24 hours. So I, I think did. You could sub in a book here and there. No, that's somebody else doing the reading for me. <laughs> that's the way I like it. Maybe it's on Audible. 
Oh, yeah, that's how sure, they're... sure. Uh, Mike, you are the crafting person for this. So we're all taking on different quarantine activities. So okay. um, Josie actually had some very specific examples for what you needed to be crafting. So make sure you watch the video and get your assignment done before next week. Cool? You got it. <laughs> Ain't got nothing better to do, right? <laughs> so this week in theater news, uh, Broadway got some very expected but very disheartening news that they're officially shut down through the end of the year. Um, our guest last week, Susan, had confirmed that her show is done until uh, next March. Uh, and it's really sad. All of these actors and performers and musicians are out of a job, but then obviously it goes further than that. Everyone who works on their sets, props, lights, and then outside of that, every restaurant that's in Times Square or that surrounds any theater that's known to make money when people go see live theater, everyone's suffering because of this shutdown. So it's really sad, but it's also for the better because it's at this point unsafe for people to gather in that type of environment, um, which comes back to us. We're in the same boat. We are still rehearsing our shows. Um, right now we're working on a few different things, um, but it's just not safe for us to gather in groups, which is a bummer. Um, little update on the roof. Uh, we've had some companies come in to kind of keep us from getting any more damage, and the roof is currently being repaired. We're working with insurance. The right people are in charge. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> making sure we do everything correctly. Uh, but in addition to that, um, Dana, I'm going to let you talk about this, but we are starting something really exciting in order to promote the theater to our community so that they don't forget about us, but also raise some money. Yes. Uh, it's called I Believe in TTC. And it is a, uh, I don't want to say telethon of sorts, but it's going to be a big show. Uh, that we're going to piece together some high quality live performances in uh, that we've recorded or are in the process of doing right now. Um, and we'll, the event will be streamed live uh, across, we don't know which platform for sure yet, but we will let you know. Um, and we do have a website up that's uh, starting to be uh, configured and we'll be uh, posting that in our uh, show at the bottom once all of that is ready to go as well. Um, but it primary uh, thing for this is just we need to be getting those arts out there for people to see. We as as performers are dying inside a little bit that we can't let the muse out. And so this will give us an opportunity to do that. It'll give people and our patrons, a community, an opportunity to see us in action again. Um, we're real excited about it. So um, I don't know yeah. what else to say about it without well. giving away anymore. So. <laughs> like it's okay to give away a little. It's really exciting. It's, it is going to be a mix of pre-recorded performances and some a couple of live things, but obviously we can't get a big group of people together at one time. We actually recorded a couple of things today that made my heart so happy that I'm really excited to share with everybody. Like Dana said, there's a website in the works and we're going to post that. Um, the event is going to be July 18th, 7 p.m. So Saturday night on Broadway, but from the comfort of your couch. Um, it's gonna be a mix of some current and then old TTC performers, some old songs, some new songs, and I'm very excited. It's gonna be a lot of work, but I cannot wait for everybody to see it. So stay tuned for that and we will tell you more later. Drink time. Oh, oh sweet, yes, cocktail time. <laughs> so oh, I've got to, uh, got to get ready because uh, we're going to take a little trip. <laughs> Going to go. Point. Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. All right, we're good. Oh. <laughs> What's happening? 
What's under the kilt, Rodney? Don't you want to know? Oh, I You're don't. You're supposed to ask a man what's under his kilt. <laughs> oh. All right. So, this week, we're going to make uh, Irish coffee. Um, but in Texas, it is so hot. So very, very, very hot. So we're going to change it up a little bit. Um, so I'm going to tell you the basic ingredients of your uh, Irish coffee. So we're going to start with a good Irish whiskey. Jameson is what we're going to go with this time. I'm going to make man. a double because that's the way I roll. That's a big bottle. Thank yeah, you, that's... Adrian. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to get uh, we're going to get to so like I said, going to make a double here. Uh, so we need two ounces of your favorite Irish whiskey, which is in my case, Jameson. Um, and then you're gonna need uh, two ounces of Irish cream liqueur. Most people go Bailey's, I like Michael's, it's good. Makes me think of, makes me think I'm all saintly and stuff. You're not. Diva what? Oh, rude. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking that so, so personally. All right, um, I've got some simple syrup here. Um, I had my official taste tester, Mandy, uh, try this last night and she's, she was like, you put too much sugar water in there. And I was like, okay. So we're gonna put, uh, we're just gonna put an ounce of, of, uh, ounce of sugar water in there. All right, and commemorating both what's coming on According to the um, uh, the timing of this tomorrow, you'll be able to watch this on Disney Plus. But I'm going to use my Hamilton "Raise Your Glass to Freedom" because it is, you know, That's after tomorrow. all, Fourth of July. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, a little craft craftiness here. You'll notice that my ice cubes are kind of dark. That's because they're <laughs> coffee ice cubes. Because uh, you don't want to lose the whole like uh, coffee flavor, so you want to use coffee ice cubes. It's really simple. Just fill up your uh, your ice cube tray with uh, your leftover coffee in the morning, and you're good in the hood. All right, so you're gonna fill that up, put it on your, uh, and you're gonna shake. <laughs> All right. Check out the accent too. Absent. <laughs> he started with an accent. <laughs> yeah, it was Jennifer Hargis would be so disappointed. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so then you put it in your in your glass there. The other thing, the other thing that I got really into this week was making craft ice. You know, I've already got the so I made some craft uh, a large craft ice cube to go in my Ooh. glass. And it's made out of coffee, so it's going <laughs> to melt and taste good. Okay, so you're going to top that off with uh, some of your coffee. Uh, of course, since this is, uh, you definitely don't want it to be hot if you're making your iced coffee. Someone so since this, is, since this is kind of the American version of this. Um, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just making it sweet. That's how you make it sweet. Oh, jeez, come on. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Um, so I was thinking, you know, like, I don't think that the Irish would do an iced 
Irish coffee, right? Because it's cold in Ireland. I'm going to assume it's cold all the time because I've never been. Um, so um, instead, I'm going to call this cocktail the Lionel Richie because it'll keep you up all night long, all night long, all night long. Okay. All right. That's your cocktail for the week. <laughs> that's great. That was good. I enjoyed that, Rodney. Thank you. And I'm also, you're excited about your craft ice. I totally ordered a little ice thing off of TikTok. Those little like circular ice things where it makes it in the sides and then you just, oh, I'm already in love. I've only had it 24 hours. Yeah, I made, uh, so I also made every video on the internet because you have to do extensive research for this, right? Um, says to make your clear ice by putting ice into a cooler and then putting, or not ice, put water. It'll be ice eventually. You put water into a cooler and then put the cooler in the freezer. And then what happens is, is that it freezes from the top down because it's insulated all the way around except for the top. Leave the top off. Dana is so unamused. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It, it freezes from the top down. And so that what, that's what makes it clear. Like an icicle makes it clear. So then you take it out and you don't let it froze like completely solid, like a block. You have to let it like just freeze like halfway. And then you take it out and you cut it with like a bread knife. Pretty awesome. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll make a video of it. I'll sorry, after the bread knife, what? I... No. Yeah, you cut it with the bread knife. You make it into chunks that fits. Ready for Roger. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. This guy, we have not fired him yet. This is his ninth week. This is our correspondent on the street, Roger Pine, with his version of Roger Pine Breakdown. And tonight, He's breaking down Avenue Q. Avenue Q. Fantastic show. I've seen it. It's a, it's a brilliant show. It's, it's based on Sesame Street. So the same set. You have adult characters and also puppets on stage that are all loosely based on the Sesame Street characters. The only difference is it's extremely raunchy. So that's pretty funny. But um, there's a real sweetness to the show. It, uh, it covers a lot of the things that Gen X type people like me were dealing with when that show came out, which was, what does it mean to be an adult? What does it mean to have grown up with this Sesame Street world? And then the adult world is sometimes different and, and more difficult. And there's some, there's a brilliant song called Only For Now in that, in that show, which is very funny. All the songs are very funny, but they cover these themes that I think can be heavy and they cover them with, with sweetness, like I said. I cannot recommend this show highly enough. It is fantastic. Absolutely agree with Roger. It is hilarious. It is ridiculously raunchy. Um, the best thing about that song for now is that it's constantly updated. So when it happened, you know, it was George Bush is only for now, for now. And so you when it continued to run off Broadway, they would just update it with whatever current disaster was happening. So hopefully Corona is only for now. <laughs> uh, that is a hilarious show. If I was in it, there's these two characters called the Bad News Bears which in multiple scenes, they'll just pop up and tell you to do like exactly what you shouldn't do, but with childlike excitement. And I feel like I represent that really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am very childlike excited about our guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so I know typically I'm introducing uh, the guests, uh, but this one, you know and love, 
very well. Um, one at a time, can you guys just tell us a little bit of like your favorite things before we bring her on? Mike, you go last. Um, I go last. I, I'll say, like, I remember seeing her the first time in audition was, I, I met her on uh, the board whenever I came onto the board. Um, but the first time I saw her audition, I was like, point. what? It, uh, she's super tall. She sings great. And she can throw an accent or, you know, <laughs> smarmy attitude on stage. Like, I was like, this is not the person I knew from the board a month and a half ago. Like, it was That's incredible. Me. Do acting. it. Called what? acting. Act, acting. Yes, and I, I was blown away. I thought she was, she was incredible. And the first show I saw her in, Mama Mia, was amazing. So, that's mine. Rodney, you didn't see her in Sunday in the Park with George? No, I missed that because I was working on dissertation stuff, and now I'm going to get another point. But it's just whatever. Go. Point. A point and like please like come on anyway um well i that was the first time that i worked with um uh, miss adrian rao was uh at sunday in the park with george and um she's just um she's just a presence you know like uh she's she's just um she comes in and everybody you know she's a she's a head turner uh but she's also just uh kind of takes everybody's breath away uh because of just she just has this like power, this like this power, and um, you know you don't mess with Adrian Rao. Uh, at least I don't. Um, so yeah, um, I don't. I we don't. It, we didn't interact much. I didn't feel like I was ever on her level in either of the shows that I've been in. So um, we don't interact a whole lot. But she's um, yeah, she's she's just I, it's because I'm afraid of her. <laughs> so. Um. My turn. Okay, so I've known Adrienne Rao since she showed up at the theater in 2008. Um, and from that first show, I always knew she was kind of superwoman. This person can multitask like nobody else I've ever met in my life. And how I know that is the first show she was in, you know, typically it's the two weekend shows and you spend that week um, between the shows, well, the four days really, just kind of relaxing and catching up on the rest of your life. She went and got married between <laughs> the first two weekends of the first show she ever did with us. And since then, she's nonstop. So, you know, at a time last year, she was going to school, working three jobs, raising, you know, three children and her husband. She is like 18 animals. I don't even know anymore. And she still does what she does. Mike. That's awesome. Um, so I've known Adrian since 2016 when I came to TTC. And the funniest thing is every show I did, she did the opposite show. So actually <laughs> Mama Mia in three years was the first show I've ever actually ever done with Adrian, but I got to see her in multiple shows. And of course, amazing That's voice. Not true. Uh -oh, I'm, I'm going to let you think on that for a while and then we're going to bring her in. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. I retract that. <laughs> Free preemptive diva burn yep. is just coming. Just it's like it's coming. Oh, feel the heat. Feel the heat. Amazing, amazing voice. <laughs> what was that? I said her name is Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> oh my god. That's Let's that's a burn from in. last Let's week. Bring her in. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey. Hi. Adrian, I have a question for you. Oh no. What was okay. the first show that you were ever in with Mike Kilgore? Sweeney Todd. Diva. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely right. <laughs> what, what did you think it was, Mike? Um, Mama Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we sang in a quartet together. <laughs> I now remember that. I remember I'm so that. In this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Goodbye. <laughs> At least okay. I got Adrian right. <laughs> he called you by your right name, so like you're ahead of the game already. Yep. Um, I'll take it. Before we start kind of our chit chat with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how, how you, uh, what you do at the theater, what you've done at the theater? Sure. Um, so my name is Adrian Rowell, or the other Adrian, or no, not that Adrian. Um, I have been around for a while. I took a big break to have some babies and then came back. So um, I currently serve as the board president, which is a barrel of monkeys, but my favorite place to be is on stage. Perfect. Awesome. Which you get cool. to do a lot, thank goodness. Do it. I said, would you get to do a lot? That's awesome. Right? There you go. <laughs> well, speaking of, you're out, Rodney, you can get right to it. Yeah. Um, so um, from Stephanie Huddleston, I'm going to ask the question, but then you're going to have to give us a little bit more. Okay. All right. Um, so she wants to know how you balance family, job, your amazing acting career. Shannon Van Zant had a similar question where she, she also included volunteering um and ask what sacrifices you've made apart from you know just sleep but then you've also got to kind of tell us uh i mean we know you had tell us a little bit about your family tell us about what you do um you know what's your clark kent post persona and you know just so tell us a little bit about that and then you can talk about balance sure um i'm glad that this question was asked i have a lot to say about it but so just a little bit of background on me I'm a mom to three, my oldest is eight, and my youngest is two. I have three fur babies, and well, three dog fur babies, and yeah. one cat fur baby who doesn't like me half of the time, so he just kind of does his own thing. Um, and then for work, I serve as a property manager for about 400 properties in the Bryan College Station area. We deal with about 1,200 tenants and all of their parents on a regular basis, so that's a whole lot of fun. Um, and I'm also really terrible at the word no. So if you ask me to do something, I'm probably going to say yes. So, hi. Um, so that kind of leads me to how do you balance it all? And that's a super loaded question. The answer is, I don't. And anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. So let's just clear the air about it because women seem, sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox. Are you ready? Here I go. Women seem to think, thanks to Pinterest, um, that we are supposed to be in this perfect little box and everything is perfect all the time. And it's not. So if you've ever done a show with me before, you know I'm late to 90% of my rehearsals. <laughs> if you have ever interacted with me in a business scenario, you've probably had to call me or text me more than once to get my attention. If you have ever been to my house, you know it's really dirty. And if you've ever seen my children in public, you know they're not precious little cherubs who are perfectly behaved. <laughs> so I don't have it all together, and no one else does either. <laughs> one of my favorite things that Christy said about you during Mamma Mia, because if you, we all know Christy Petty, and we all know that she's late 
90% of the time. But 90? there was a rehearsal one day where she showed up before you and she's like, man, I really love being in shows with Adrian. She makes me look prompt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I am always there to give you a good pat on the back and make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> so what what's sacrificed other than sleep? <laughs> I think that it's just the sacrifice of um, typically if I'm really excelling at something in my life, the other part of my life is slacking. And so it's really kind of all about triage. Um, I love doing shows and shows are fulfilling for me, but my family absolutely sacrifices when I do a show. And so thankfully, um, I have a very supportive husband who understands that it's my passion and it's what I love to do and it's what I do to fill my vessel. And so he supports me in doing that and holds down the fort at home, but that's gonna be the biggest sacrifice and that's true of anything. If I'm doing really well at work, I'm probably not on stage. And if I'm on stage, my family suffering and my work suffering. You know, it's it just is what it is. So it's triage and trying to constantly keep everything alive. She doesn't oh. sleep though, you guys. This is the woman at three o'clock in the morning will see on Snapchat that she's mopping her floor <laughs> because that's it's the only time she has to do it. No, I'm really weird about sleep. I don't, I require a solid three and a half hours of sleep most of the time. And then I can do like a full day, but I can't nap. Like some people can do the 20 minute power naps. Mm -mm. Dana just got I, up from one. Oh my <laughs> yep. gosh. I'm like a zombie. I cannot function if I do that. I have to have my three and a half hours. <laughs> Acting. Not yeah. negotiable. <laughs> All right, Dana, <laughs> <mid> drink again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had a question um, from us, kind of. Um, you're currently board president, actress, overall knower of everything. Um, what brought you, though, to TTC and what keeps that drive alive to serve TTC? Um, this is a good question. So I found TTC when we first moved here, which was in 2008. And so we moved here from the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I have lived my entire life and all of my family is still there. And I was engaged at the time and um, Jesse got a job in College Station. And I cried the whole way here. <laughs> um, I, it was horrible. And in my defense, he didn't bring me into town the best way possible. And so <laughs> um, I thought, like, leaving a very metropolitan area, I thought this was podunk, middle of absolutely nowhere. So I sat on my couch and I cried for three months solid. <laughs> like, did absolutely nothing. I pouted and I um, cuddled with bulldogs. Dobson, remind me, and I can get you a really great photo <laughs> for this moment. Um, but I was just horribly depressed. And so finally one day, I thought I'm gonna get online and see what this town has to offer. And I found the theater company. And so I showed up, I think it was like the very next day to auditions for Jekyll and Hyde. I was horribly prepared. I sang the one musical theater song that I knew, which was Happily Ever After from Once Upon a Mattress for Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> All three verses. It was really a killer audit. <laughs> um, but I just fell in love with the place. The community that TTC offered me was what I was missing so much in my life. It was friendly faces and it was people who understood me and I just fell in love with it. So here we are a lot of years later and um, 
that's what fills and fuels my passion for TTC is that it's about so much more than the shows that we put on. It's about the family that we have backstage. And I am thankful to have a career that I could do anywhere. And my family would love for us to move back to Dallas, but it won't happen as long as TTC is here because you guys are my family. Yay. They didn't do anything to our roof then, did they? <laughs> <laughs> you can ask. It's possible. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of, um, you know, you were here in 2008, which is when we met. You were here for four years. What was the last show before you left for a while? Annie. I found out I was pregnant oh. with Titus during Annie. Oh, gosh. I actually came across pictures of that baby shower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so you left for four years and then came back for the Adams family. I did. So much fun. So what was it like coming back after spending four years away? Um, I didn't think anyone would remember me. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I was like, there are so many, it's a revolving door of faces all of the time. Um, I absolutely thought I would just be another face in the crowd. And Randy recognized me. I actually came back to watch Carousel before I came to audition. <laughs> I know, it's a terrible show. Um, so <laughs> James Cho. <laughs> but uh, I saw the show and Randy was super excited to see me and he even remembered my name which if you remember Randy that's like a big deal you've made it in life if Randy remembered you <laughs> um and so it was really exciting to come back I will say taking that hiatus I think helped me a lot I had a newfound confidence for one because I think as a mom you just have to bear it all majority of the time and so I was less um shy than I may have been before, but it also helped me just appreciate what I had more. Um, my time was much more scarce, my free time to be able to do anything theater related. And so having that opportunity to come back and do something that I loved really meant a lot. It was so great to have you back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was I don't think you're going to lose me again. Good. <laughs> Good. Mike, I think you're next. Or is All right. Uh, this next Michael? one's from uh, Nicole Gordon-Hanks. Um, this is a three-part question, and she says, what has been your favorite role to play, and do you have any superstitions or traditions with auditions and shows? I'm so... I'll start backwards. I'm not a superstitious person for the most part, um, so I don't think I have any really big traditions. I will say kind of my motto in all of it, I take from a little bunny foo-foo, Adrienne Thompson, and I really <laughs> have always appreciated how she, um, prior to being artistic director, didn't say anything bad about anyone else. And she really was the biggest cheerleader for anyone, even if she was auditioning with you or against you for something. And so that's kind of the motto that I've tried to take into any audition is be everybody's cheerleader and you end up where you end up. Um, but for my favorite role, I think I would have to say it's Miss Mona from The Best Little Whorehouse. <laughs> that was a good one. Were you go like, was that something that was a goal for you or were you just wanting to kind of be a part of the show? Oh, I thought I would just be a part of the show. That was, it was nowhere on my radar going into it. Um, I thought I was just going to be like 
a sexy vixen who danced around, which is, <laughs> uh, side note, I'm not a dancer, <laughs> but everyone likes to believe that Adrian is, and so they put me in those places, and um, they're wrong. So <laughs> I thought that that's just what was going to happen again. I was going to get chewed into a sexy dance role, and uh, it was so much more than that. What's your like worst dance memory at the theater company, and what's the best one? I don't know if I can pick just one worse one, honestly. <laughs> I have lots of really terrible ones, but I guess top of the list would probably be the producers. Um, <laughs> do you know was it I'm because of the dancing or because of the costume? It was a combination of those. <laughs> so I'm sure there are some really great photos of this, but um, we had like, they were made by Linda Bates, who was our, she was our wonderful resident costumer for a long time. And at that point in the theater company's life, it was, you get what you get, essentially. And so she had found some gold spandex of sort and custom made us gold um, leotards, for lack of a better term, with really big ruffles on the butt. It was, that was great. Um, but again, I was like one of, five of us lined up on the stage and I was the non-dancer in a gold leotard who was a solid head taller than everyone else up there so it I blended in perfectly and um, my dance skills were on point. You were I feel like because you're talking about these pictures I'm allowed to use them um, Michelle had a <laughs> clause of like please do not put a picture of me in that outfit. <laughs> As we joked that everyone looked like a chicken nugget because they were, you could buy leotards relatively cheap. I guess this was this was before we were like buying costumes on Amazon. Because right. it was several years ago, 10 years ago, I guess. Um, but <laughs> they made them instead and that was not a good choice. It was not. And then we were tap dancing, which like tap dancing is really freaking hard, even if you can tap dance. And hi, I cannot tap dance, much less <laughs> in a gold homemade leotard. It was, it was really, it was something. Um, so that's probably worst on my list. Um, did you ask best dance experience? Yeah. I don't know. They're all very traumatizing for me. <laughs> I think I would go with Mamma Mia um, and kind of all of the dancing, but getting to dance with Benjamin Michael Hall or really just sit around on a table and get wheeled around while I watched him dance, that was really a phenomenal experience. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's that was a great number. And I'll, I feel like all of you guys like especially you down at the dynamos everything that you did worked so well for like who you are as performers you yeah it was really fun all of you shined so well it was a blast we were all slightly typecast you know cynthia with her unknown father of all of her children <laughs> <laughs> remind me to tell you later a joke about mama mia <laughs> oh great right, i was gonna say remind me to tell you my favorite part about um, pickup rehearsal in Mamma Mia for Dads After Dark. Oh, oh, dun, dun, dun. oh yes. Oh, okay, um, we're gonna move ahead to Casey. Casey? No, Kelsey. Sorry. Reading Kelsey Coleman hard. has a question. Um, who has been your favorite husband slash lover slash partner? And we just need to make Roger jealous with this. So Why did she have to use that word? I know it's an icky word. So um, 
my husband is standing directly behind the camera pointing at himself very vehemently. So I'll say he is my favorite lover slash husband that I've ever had. Is he going to walk uh, my shirtless like he does in board He absolutely could if he needed to. <laughs> His board, me board uh, meetings are fun. So obviously my husband wins who's my favorite husband award. But my favorite onstage husband I thought hard about this. It's a dirty question, Kelsey, and I don't appreciate it. I'm coming for you as soon as you have an episode. Um, but, and side note, I asked Roger this to be sassy, but Kelsey's just asking this to be Kelsey. So, <laughs> my favorite onstage husband is Harold Presley. And I think it's because um, he's just a joy to be around, both on stage and off. He's a big teddy bear and um, he's he's a pleasure. So Harold Presley wins that. What show was that? That was Best Little Whorehouse again. Oh, nice. He was my Ed Earl. Mm -hmm. He's also just so comfortable on stage. He's so comfortable and at ease and like he just takes everything in stride. So like, forget a line, got it. Jumped a line, got it. Um, Speaking of taking things in stride, Dobson, do you remember a moment in that show where I, yes. and I had to take it in stride thanks to you? That's why I was leading with this because like, <laughs> early on in the series, we were talking about like moments where you just like screw up on stage and you think that you've just like messed it all up. But I will say I screwed up because I totally missed an entrance, but you want to know why? Do you remember why I missed this entrance? Wasn't it like a puppy dog chasing you or something ridiculous? Randy brought baby Polo to the theater. <laughs> okay, so the scene is, you know, Earl comes down to the whorehouse to hang out with Miss Mona. He's having a moment. And then I'm supposed to run across the balcony and say, oh, Earl, you got to get down to the courthouse because like Melvin Thorpe's raping hell, whatever. I come on and basically like break up the scene. No one ever came up to break up the scene because Randy brought Polo to the back hallway and he was like, oh, come see my dog. And I was like, oh, I have 30 seconds. This is totally a good idea. And then all of a sudden I hear Harold just talking and I was like, I don't, that's not, that's not in the script. Randy, I gotta go. And I missed it and I felt really bad. <laughs> I think I just looked at him with doe eyes and was like, yeah, I, they they need you at the courthouse. I, I heard about it. <laughs> it all worked out. It's fine. But that was a performance, mind you. <laughs> it, it, it was. And I blame puppies and my weakness <laughs> for puppies. Puppies. I can allow that. <laughs> Sorry. I'll forgive no, you. That was good. By the All way, right, so hold on, hold on. I'm offended. No one has asked me what I'm drinking tonight. Oh. Okay, I specifically didn't because I know my friend Adrian doesn't like to drink very often. You're right. I don't. I'm not really a drinker, but I knew I was coming on Diva Dads, and I know how you guys feel about something special. And so I got myself a Topo Chico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you drinking yet. I have a red. Topo <laughs> <laughs> still tastes like butt. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a photo of you promoting it, though. It's a lie, like everything you see on the internet. Well, the show <laughs> is recorded, so wonderfully yeah. enough, moving sure. forward, we'll have one uh, nice <laughs> photo of you displaying that Topo Chico. And maybe Topo playing. Chico will sponsor us, too. You know, you never know. We can keep trying. Keep trying, Mike. You've been trying for a year that I know of. <laughs> 
There we go. Uh, on that note, is that actually like a quadruple burn though? She burned us all right there. Yeah. That's yeah. technically oh. a quadruple burn. Oh. True. No. Oh. I don't know. I don't accept that burn. She's okay. promoting it. Promoting <laughs> 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 how terrible it is. Oh. <laughs> All right. So this next question uh, is from Shannon Van Zandt. And I'm actually going to read this one verbatim because I love this question. She says, you are my favorite person to dress. You're like a Barbie doll with a dirty mouth. <laughs> what has been your favorite costume to wear? What's the highest heel you own? It's worn on a regular basis. <laughs> that is like the best description of me that anyone has ever given. I feel so seen and I will currently only accept the description of a Barbie doll with a dirty mouth. Um, <laughs> but fun fact, I don't wear heels that often on a regular basis. I'm um, out and about a lot on my feet and walking properties and in dirt and mud and um, college students don't keep their houses clean. So I wear flats a lot at work, but my favorite pair that I wear the most often is like a three and a half inch stiletto that's snakeskin. That's like my go-to feel. And my favorite costume is hands down the Super Trooper costume from Mamma Mia. That was a blast. Are you gonna be wearing it again soon? Absolutely. At any given opportunity. Would you like me to put it on? I have it here. So maybe dad's after dark, it's coming out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. I have well, a, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I had a follow-up. Uh, you, you were talking about all the parts that you've had. Is there a part that, uh, that you'd like to have someday that if we ever do the show, you'd totally audition for in a heartbeat? Oh, oh, I I, these. <laughs> yeah, so she probably does because I constantly harass her about doing these shows um, and it has yet to happen. So <laughs> Chicago is really high on my list. I would just love to be anywhere in that show, even though, remember, I can't dance, but in my dreams, I absolutely could. However, like Mary, Mistresses of Murder Row, I've got that down. Ask my husband. I sing it to him on a regular basis, and I plotted his murder ten different ways. Um, Which so, way? Do what? Is it pop, six, squish? How are you killing Jesse? Oh, I could do all of it. Any of it. Just it depends on the day, right? I'm partial to squish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely high on my list. Um, and then the other one that's always had a special place in my heart is Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. I want to tackle that one. That would be fun. That's awesome. Very oh. cool. Um, no, I want to know, so, <laughs> so we're like blowing through this, which is ridiculous because um, we have so, uh, there's so much more tea that this woman can spill. So <laughs> can you talk a little bit about your first impressions of these three diva dads? Oh, no, ma'am. I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> this is what she, she does. She yeah, she sprung dirty. it on us. She oh, did yeah. it to us. Dirty. This is not fair. You can okay. stop Mike since he didn't remember meeting you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, about who's Mike? Mike who? I, I don't remember that. Name. He's the one in the hat. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Mike, I remember, showed up for Sweeney Todd auditions and 
everyone was like, who is the lumberjack? <laughs> he had his really big beard at that point, and um, he was like head and shoulders taller than any other man that had walked into the theater in a long time. So everybody was like, hey, baby. And then we met Daniela. Yes, everybody, really. And then we met Daniela, and it was like, please don't kill me. I'm sorry I looked at your husband. <laughs> she will kick all of our butts and then some. So hi, Daniela. Sorry. <laughs> well, except. <laughs> um, Dana, I don't think that I really got to meet Dana in, like, one-on-one -on -one until Mama Mia. So I saw him in My Fair Lady and enjoyed that, but I don't think that I really got to meet him and got to know him more until Mamma Mia. We actually had a really awkward read together in Mamma Mia, didn't we, for Mamma Mia auditions, Dana? Did we? Yes, we did. Oh my See? gosh, no, I'm like, my. Why was it awkward? It was just awkward. It just didn't work. <laughs> we did not have the chemistry that, that Donna and Sam needed. You mean what you had with Cameron? <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> it went uh, about Rodney. <laughs> Rod, I don't remember. I feel like you've always been a staple at the theater. What was your first show? Uh, my Fair Lady was my first show. The first was show it we... really? Mm hmm Oh, I feel like you've been around so much longer than that. Diva. That's a good thing. I mean that in the most way possible. <laughs> like the Quasimodo of the theater. <laughs> okay, moving on. Thanks yeah. for coming, Adrian. <laughs> no, um, so then Mamma Mia was probably our first real show to get to know one another too, wasn't it? Nope. What was it? Sunday in the Park with George. I'm stupid. She just Fine. pulled a mic. I know. I it, it came full circle. I mean, a Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the park with George is a blur. There were lots of words in that, and it was a little hard to remember who was in the cast. I was just so focused on any word that I had. It was, it was, it was, I agree. Like, it was a really weird show. I was actually looking at a picture the other day. It came up on my memories because... I think we would have just wrapped it about this time last year. So it came up on my memories uh, on the show and um, I was looking through the pictures and I was like, oh, James Cho was in that. I completely forgot. So, so yeah. The, it's a the real show, game. It is. That show was, was kind of a weird show. It was kind of a weird show. I, it's, I, it's funny how some shows hit you like that. Like some shows, like Mamma Mia, I felt like we could have done for a long time to come. And yeah. I think that the cast as a whole felt that way. But then some of the shows, they're just so much harder on you emotionally and physically to do. And Sunday in the Park is definitely one of those. And Passion's Assassins is the other one that I can recall just being exhausted. Like it was so much fun, but just being completely emotionally exhausted by the end of all of it. That was yeah. a, quite a journey. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, so speaking of journey, so you, we mentioned that you are board president of the theater. And so you're coming in on your, your first year? Yes, I am. And so how has your first year's board president been, Adrian? <laughs> 10 out of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love the theater and am willing to do anything for it. Um, it's 
it's hard. There's so much that happens behind the scenes that other people aren't privy to. And I feel like there are so many opinions. Everybody has an opinion about what the theater needs to do or how it needs to be run, both on the board and off. So on the board, you have 15 voices of very different opinions um, that all want to say and how things are handled and rightfully so. And then um, a lot of the times it feels like you're wrong no matter what you do. You're going to upset someone and um, you just kind of have to learn to tune out the negative voices and really check yourself and make sure you're doing what you believe is best for the theater. And so it's been a learning experience for me, absolutely. Um, and I, I have appreciated, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person and I'm still learning a lot as a leader and um, I hope I can continue to do that for the theater. Yeah, you did not expect the curveballs that the last six months has thrown at you. <laughs> no, no, I did not. The board has met more in the last three months than we did the past year prior to that. Um, it's it's really difficult, and there are so many curveballs that come and that are totally unexpected. Um, but I'm thankful that I have the privilege of being in the position that I do and that I can have a voice in this kind of tumultuous time for the theater and um, help hopefully help guide the theater in its new direction, whatever that may be. Um, before I don't want to wrap it up yet, y'all. Sorry. Okay, um, go ahead. When you think back on like your time early in the theater, do you have any like, crazy memories that stand out with Randy? With Randy? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so. I, Jekyll and Hyde, my very first show, I will always remember Brian Burritt had a situation with a cape of some sort as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Randy was blocking a scene with him, and I guess it wasn't going the way he wanted it to, and Randy, like, let loose on him. He yelled in a way that I have never heard yell, yelling from Randy, and I never heard again from Randy, except for maybe once in all of the years to follow. And so I think that I um, was a little leery of Randy. Like I, everybody else was like, oh, he's just a happy old man. And I was like, mm -mm. I've seen, I've seen what he does when he's angry. <laughs> and so that memory stayed with me for a long time. But I also always loved, since I came in as uh, with my maiden name, Anderson, and I changed that in the middle of my first show. He never learned my last name. And, like, dogs. Oh, no. Oh, husband. That's my husband. Yes. <laughs> he felt that was the perfect time to get ice from the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so my, my husband, my, <laughs> um, my other experience with Randy was that he never knew my last name. It was like Adrian Anderson, Adrian Anderson Rowell, Adrian Powell. I don't think it was ever right, ever. Uh, I was lucky he knew I was Adrian. I mean, I think I was Andrea for like a few months. <laughs> there you go. And that's really probably the only reason he knew how to say my name was because he said yours for so long prior to that. Do we, do we think that Mike had to leave crying? Yeah, I think Probably. I think he got really scared and beat himself a little bit. So he just that left. happens. Hopefully, yeah. he's snuggling up to his topo and it's comforting all of his fear. <laughs> oh, oh, here okay. he comes back. 
Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> we can pretend you just said something really inappropriate about him. <laughs> oh, I know. Mike is totally that way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just have to speak the truth. <laughs> what about, okay, I'm trying to think. I want to know a little bit more about like your early on. Did you ever think when you started at the theater that you would end up on the board? Never in a million years. Um, <clears throat> it was really just a place for me to hang out with friends and be silly and have fun. The theater brings out a side of me that um, oh, I, know. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I just, I, I guess I felt like the theater is the only place that I've really ever had in my life that I can just let loose and be who I am. And that's what's beautiful about the theaters. Everybody is accepted in their own way. We're all a little weird and that's okay. So I let my weird flag fly at the theater. <laughs> it does. I remember... I don't know if it was Mamma Mia or Sunday in the Park with George. I was walking through the red during Tech Week and someone pulled my pants down from behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. I am convinced I like black out. I don't know what happens to me. It happens. Well, speaking of blacking out, we were going to save this for Dads After Dark, but Cynthia Bradford wants to know how many times did you and Cynthia grab each other's butts per performance in Mamma Mia? Um, <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> Like, listen, if you saw anybody in those Super Trooper costumes and you saw Cynthia in that silver spandex on her bootay, you would have smacked it too, just for the record. So, so it's, no not regret. Just, it's not just you, but Cynthia gets handsy at the theater as well. You're in nine to five. She would, I mean, literally there was like a ritual before curtain in nine to five with my boobs. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something about that place brings it out at <laughs> I have another question. Uh, we've talked a lot about theater at TTC. What involvement did you have in theater prior to TTC? That's a good question. This gets a little deep. Are you ready for this, Dana? Let's go. <laughs> um, so I, as a teenager, had a really sudden loss. My mom died very, very suddenly when I was 16 years old. So it was super sudden and unexpected. And choir is actually what I really turned to. So um, I was thankful to have an incredible choir director. Her name was Dinah Minger, who kind of took me under her wing in a lot of ways. And she was my mama when my mama couldn't be. And so um, show choir was a really big thing for me. And then we did, we had big full-scale musical productions that she kind of roped me into as well. And so that was really the extent of my theater experience was kind of musical theater through my choir department. And it, um, again, was just kind of a light in a dark place for me. It was, I was trying to find my way and it helped me. So I think that musical theater in general will always have a place in my heart. That's cool. I feel like talking about your mom was one of the first times that you and I got close. Like we were yeah. friends, um, but it was when I was going out to Big Bend, which was one of mm -hmm. our family places. And that place was really special to your family as well. Yeah, um, and I think that was when, so Big Bend is this incredible national park, but there's one particular spot that my mom was really fond of and that we spread her ashes at. And so when um, Adrian mentioned that she was going to Big Bend, I was like, oh, my mom's ashes are spread there. And she asked where, and I said, it's this place called The Window, thinking she would have no clue what I was talking about because Big Bend is so large. And she immediately kind of teared up and knew exactly. 
Do you see it? This is why I think he had it coming all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> so rudely interrupted in my moment of sincere apathy. <laughs> Um, no, she, I think kind of teared up and was like, that's where we're going. Like, that's where we always hike to is the window. And so she put flowers for me and sent pictures to me, um, of her trip and kind of set flowers out in memory of my mom. And I think that was the moment for me where I realized how special these people were at TTC and what an amazing relationship I had kind of stumbled upon after I pouted on the couch for three months. <laughs> I just had like a flashback to what I feel like is your most triumphant triumphant dance moment ever. Are you ready for this? Oh, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> hold on. Okay, good. Me too. So, I'm ready. Randy Wilson's original musical, Taking Liberty. <laughs> All right. So Sarah Miller actually told this story partly during a Dads After Dark a few weeks ago. We had a choreographer for a while who was a fan of like the Alvin Ailey very contemporary dance style, which is not at all the style of this musical. But Randy let her do the whole opening number, which involved like donkey kicks and all these crazy arms. And there was a moment where Adrian was in the ensemble, but then was like surrounded by a crowd of people and then had to stand up to represent Aaron Burr's like dead mother yeah. and in like a full like Victorian dress was like billowing and like on her tiptoes. <laughs> I still have it down. Yes. <laughs> um, and we were so committed to that entire dance and Sarah has the video on her YouTube. We might share it. Oh, she has the yeah. whole thing recorded and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. That choreographer was replaced <laughs> by Christy Petty, actually. Didn't Christy finish it out? Yes, she did. She finished it out. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was a good, that was a great show. It was a, that was a time. What a time. <laughs> it was, it was. Um, does anyone have any other questions for Miss Adrian Anderson Rao? While well, she's Lucy Goosey on Red Bull. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Chico. No, who's going to come get this? Like, it's not even open. Who wants it? You can bring it to me anytime. <laughs> All right. Um, were there big shows that, um, in the four years, did you ever come see shows in the time that you were away having your beautiful babies? I did. I saw a few. Um, I knew if I started to come back regularly, it was going to suck me in. And so I think I was kind of afraid of just stepping back. And then the boys, my two oldest, they're just 20 months apart. So, um, there wasn't a ton of time off. It was survival. I actually remember Jesse and I had had a conversation about me coming back and I really wanted to audition and it was Peter Pan and the Moore family who I love dearly and has a very special place in my heart. I think they were auditioning or Lauren Moore was and I was like, I want to be on stage with Lauren. Like this is my chance to come back. And he'd finally said, okay, like you need to do this, go do it. And the boys were in the bath and like Max fell underwater and scared the crap out of us. And that was the night of auditions. And I was like, nope, this is an omen. I'm supposed to be home. I'm not supposed to go right now. And so <laughs> um, I kind of just stayed gone. And I think that I don't know that my heart could have handled it as much as I would have loved to. And I feel like I missed out on many years of memories and great shows. And I enjoy looking back at the pictures and videos from those shows, but um, my heart couldn't handle it. Yeah. 
But you did get to be, you were on stage in Annie with Lauren, right? I was, yeah. That was actually Lauren's very first show. Oh. And so, yeah, that was fun. But so then I came back and Lauren was in Mary Poppins. And that was a really fun show to get to do together. So it is really remarkable how much she grew in that time that I was gone to go from like an orphan in Annie to one of the Banks children in Mary Poppins. It, a lot happens in four years. And now Elsa. Yes. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else dance? I'm asking this is why this is why we field questions from the gallery because we're just like um yeah. this is episode you're nine boring? is that what i was gathering bore you're boring oh <laughs> that's a bird Robbie <laughs> me yesterday because the the teens were doing their video and they ran out of zoom time on their first meeting so they had to restart it yeah. and i said well what, what can i do how can i help and I'm like no they just is my sound like crazy yeah, it's weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's better. Oh. <laughs> it's More better since you muted it. Can you hear me now? No, we can barely hear yeah. you now. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> he had it coming. How's that? He had it coming. <laughs> this is a great moment to interject our transition, Dana. <laughs> oh, yes, our transition to. No! What? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is why you need moms. Just for the record, this is why it's not all about diva dads. Diva moms are important too. Bring it on. No, but Come he was on. telling me that on the, the, the kids' Zoom when they were trying to do their video, they waited too long to do the video because they were basically all on Zoom staring at their phones together. I tried to come in and like take a picture and post it on Diva Dads, like, you know, guess what's coming? And everybody was like this with their head, you know, you could just see the tops of their heads, like. That's thrilling content. Um, real quick about your boys. So your your boys participated in um, kids camp last year. They were both in Aristocat. Do you, are they as excited about being on stage as you are? They are. Um... Max, particularly, my middle son, is probably the most interested in it, but he also has the attention span of a gnat, if you've ever met him. So um, hopefully as he gets a little bit older, maybe he has more attention for a full-scale production. But you know who I think is going to love it is that little diva darling that I have, Quinn Rowell. She is so sassy and she loves to look at herself and she loves for people to watch her so she is definitely the one who i think we will see sooner on stage rather than later i can see that i'm excited She's sassy, man. <laughs> she is quite the personality um adrian do you have any questions for the dad oh so i had someone give me a dear daddy question oh so it's not from me I need to make that very clear, especially because my husband's sitting there. This is not my dear dad. I think the dear daddy segment is actually next. So yeah, so we can go Kick right into that. Kick, Kick us off. Perfect. Okay. So the question that I received is, dear daddy, my boyfriend is about to move in with me. This is not me. Not me. This is, <laughs> I'm just reading. <laughs> my boyfriend is about to move in with me. Do you have any advice? 
Should I clear a drawer for him? Hmm. Tell Taylor <laughs> that he's got his own room across the hall so she doesn't have to worry about that. I, I can support that. <laughs> but they didn't ask you, they asked daddy. Okay. <laughs> um, restrain myself. Does he, does he fold his laundry? <laughs> if not, kick him out now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why he would come without his own chest of drawers. So um, yeah, if, I, I wouldn't clear out a drawer for him now. Maybe in the bathroom. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Their bathrooms are quite small. Lay the, lay the ground rules in the bathroom, because you know <laughs> whose toothbrush is this, and you know, are there two share toothbrushes, Dana? You got to know these things. So establish the ground rules on day one. It's true. That. You know, everybody says that being married is hard. It's not being married. It's living with one another. Like it's seeing someone every single day at every moment of every waking day Important. and deciding that you're still choosing that person <laughs> and you're still loving that person. That's, that's what's <laughs> Marriage is just a piece of paper, but it's choosing them that's hard. Dads, how many times have, have your wives wanted to throw you out? Oh. The limit does this not week? exist. I feel certain. <laughs> this week. I don't I don't think Mandy would notice I was gone if if I you know if I she'd just be like, Oh, it's so much quieter around here. It's weird. Somebody must be missing. It's fine. No Someone was ready to throw me out last night with the drum off between oh. Riley and myself playing yeah, I, on the drums so yeah yeah i nearly uninstalled snapchat <laughs> I, I didn't oh, watch them <laughs> we actually have more dear daddy questions if you're ready bring it um this is a great mix of questions um from our friend jacob morrow is it okay to wear socks with sandals no this daddy said no uh <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Yes, that is a, that is correct. No, oh, okay. there is one caveat. If if you're wearing like no show or like low in in your slides, that's then you're too old. No. That's okay, but you're not. You cannot wear like calf highs or knee highs socks in slides. Period. Unless you're a baseball player and you just took your cleats off, that's when it's acceptable. <laughs> Or you have poor circulation in your legs because you're an old guy and you got to wear, I, you know, may have to wear those time to time. I don't know. And they okay. go to your knees. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm really not looking forward to 45. That's <laughs> okay. I have another question. Why is football so complicated? I've been watching since my youth and I still don't get the rules. What? Oh, I'm ashamed for this person. Whoever you are, I'm really sad that you're asking this question. I mean, I don't get the rules, but I also don't care. What are we talking about? I miss football. Football. It's the foosball, Ricky Bobby. It's the foosball. <laughs> foosball. Um, the rules are simple. They are. You yeah. Get ball, you get it across a line. You make points. It's that simple. And, and we watch and drink beer. And pe they smash each other in the face. It's great. Yeah, this 
cool. We don't have to go to that anymore, right? That's part of the like the, the plus side of COVID. Although, I don't know what's going to happen, but little nugget of info, Texas A&M is on uh, probation this next year for violating uh, recruiting rules. But we ain't got nobody. So how are we how are we in trouble? <laughs> that just happened. That just broke today. This is a non-sports related podcast, so we're moving on. Fine. Oh. <laughs> From Kelsey Coleman. Here we go. Here we go. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Why is body hair on women looked at as gross when it's natural, bitch? No. Uh, it's gross, Kelsey. It's <laughs> your body hair. Listen, um, all of the, all of the, I've, I've learned that pretty much all of the rules that um, all of these like fashion rules are, are pretty much imposed by fellow women. That's true. <laughs> One I mean, right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a great <laughs> question for the dads because, you know, evolutionary, uh, we because probably would notice. Because Rodney has more hair on his face than he does on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by choice, by choice. By choice. Yes, yes. by choice, 100%. Okay, this one is good. What should I put on my online dating profile to bring only respectable, fun, and educated men to my yard? Get offline. Yeah, I was about to say. You're Even honest. with all we have right now. Swiper no swiping. <laughs> yeah, get on social media. Except TikTok. Yeah. It's online. There's no educated men there. Sorry, Mike. Here are some really beautiful men, though. It doesn't hurt to look. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found some tea today from Cynthia. Cynthia was forced to delete TikTok because it was customizing all of her for your page for like half naked firemen and, <laughs> and dancing men. So she was shamed by her children and forced to delete the app. Oh my goodness. I so can't wait to have her on the show and ask her about said. Oh, so my For You page for a long time was like firemen and police officers and lesbians. I don't know what it was trying to tell me. I wasn't opposed. Like it had me questioning a lot of things after all these years <laughs> of marriage. But I don't know what it was about. It was no. great. They were just trying to figure you out. They're like, which one is she going to like? They got her. They got her. Yep. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> It's a meme now of like your type pre-corona and discovering TikTok and then post. <laughs> and it's a really good looking lesbian. Right? <laughs> I get it. There's actually, there's a really good looking vet <laughs> in the Dallas area who has like pet tips and like health stuff about pets, but he typically does it with his shirt off. Huh. I love it. TikTok. It's educational. Thank you. I don't think I would get the upvotes that uh, he gets, but you know, we'll try it. Okay, back, <laughs> back to it. What Take your drinks without her, a shirt. <laughs> on her online dating profile. I don't, I'm so, that's a generation beyond me. I have no idea. Okay, I'll ask a younger guy, Mike. <laughs> and, what, and what was the question? One more time. <laughs> what was the question? One more time. I'm so glad you pay attention to me. I did. Um, I heard. <laughs> what should I put on my online dating profile to bring only respectable, fun, and educated men to my yard? Because you can't do with the milkshakes because it's just boys that show up. Yeah. 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 Or you're going to have creepy to. Old creepy. You're going to have to. You're going to have to step up for milkshakes. And I would say probably sweet tea. 
No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> then you just get the creepy old uncles. Oh god, we're moving on. <laughs> okay. Similar lane. We're just taking it offline. I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna hear it towards the beautiful young woman. What is a good pickup line that you think would actually work? Do you know how long I've been off the market? I have no clue. Like, what are pickup I've lines? I've never known you on the market. Oh, I no. thought that was your pickup line. Do you have any <laughs> idea how long? <laughs> Despicable that that probably would work. <laughs> um, like, stop with the unnecessary photos to women. That's just gross. No one wants to see that. That's step number one. Um, and then stop with, like, just the sexist, chauvinistic comments. Be yourself. Be funny. So funny story here. I'll get into this now. My Yay. husband's sitting right here. He'll really enjoy this. So people ask how we met. And um, I worked at the Cheesecake Factory. And he came in for a company Christmas party. And I was a hostess that night. And so all night, it was my job to walk around the tables and, like, check out and see who was about to leave their table and let the hostess up front know. And I just happened to kept like keep walking by their table and giving them eyes. And there was this one really good looking dude. And I was like, hey, baby. And so at the end of the night, he introduced Jesse. Yes. <laughs> at the end of the night, Jesse, the guy sitting next to the guy that I've been making <laughs> eyes at, asked for my phone number. And I was like, uh, 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 sh sure. And, you know, I'm not sly. I'm not quick. I can't think on my feet very well. And so I wrote down my actual number. I ignored him for two solid weeks when he text messaged me and called me. I was like, I'm not going out with him. I wanted his friend. And then he sent me this text message that was like, I'm a big boy and I can take it if you don't want to date me, but you should say that. And I was like, I feel bad. I'll go on a date with him. <laughs> Pity date. Oh uh, sympathy date. I'll give him a date. <laughs> and here we are, 12, almost 13 years later with three kids and four fur babies. So, you know, you never know. It's And I will say, the guy next to him, my life would be very different. So I he picked the right one, even though I would not have made the right choice. So, ladies, be open. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other guy? And is he single? Um, he's not single. I don't know. Is he single, Jesse? No, he's married with kids, but he was not my type. I just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other questions for the beautiful Miss Adrian? No. Thank you for coming on. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. This has been a blast. Yay. So we're going to do a few other things like our just wrap up things and then we'll do dads after dark. And we want you to stick around for that. Cause I would imagine that you would attract quite a following in dads after dark. What? As you do. Yeah. You. <laughs> um, so um, without any further ado, I think it's time Dana for us to do TTC photo of the week. Yes, it is. TTC's photo of the week. Every week we look at the photo at the bottom of the front page of the theater company's website. And here we are. Oh, again, with the masks. Oh, it just disappeared. That would be $10 instead of 5 <laughs> Oh, I need to update that. Um, 
Get your mask now. Little oh. Mermaid. Oh my gosh, really? This is, uh, Ariel oh. is my absolute favorite. Okay, this is funny. We were literally just talking about him today. So this is the Little Mermaid in this incredible boat that, that I think Dean built. Were you around for the show, Adrian? Yes, it was Dean. He built some awesome set pieces. And I think this was built in order for him to do the really cool platforms that he had planned for Sweeney Todd, which was the next show. Um, but we were talking about the show because this is Chris Haley and Chris Haley only did these two shows with us. He did Little Mermaid and Sweeney Todd. Um, but Cynthia is getting to sing a song for this like upcoming telethon that means a lot to her. And she was telling us the story today about how as a kid, there were two roles that she, she dreamed about playing. One of them was um, Eponine and the other one was Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Well, there was one day at rehearsal where Abby couldn't come to rehearsal. So Cynthia got to go sit in for Abby. And she, it was the night that we were staging Kiss the Girl. So Cynthia's sitting in the little dinghy across from the adorable and just super charming and sweet Chris Haley. And he sure did serenade her and love on her and just like, like fully embraced her as Ariel in this scene and just made her little girls like dreams come true. We were just talking about that. I love that this picture showed up. They look so good together. They also performed beautifully together too. They were perfect. That was a really fun show. Really fun. Ariel. Did you bring the voice to see that one, Adrian? I did. So the Little Mermaid, obviously, like in case you missed it, um, I have red hair. And so she was my Disney princess of choice and is still like everything Quinn has. I'm like, look at the mermaid. Look at this one. She sings. Um, that was like my movie. So uh, yes, I brought the boys and we thoroughly enjoyed that one. It's also my like little girl fantasies to play Ariel one day. A wrinkly version. <laughs> you know, MTI is starting to license some of their shows as seniors. So you could do like Annie Senior and Into the Woods Senior. I don't know. What? If you yeah, it's a brilliant marketing concept. It's if they started doing it at nursing homes, but it went over so well that theaters started asking for it, and so now they're packaging some of their shows just like they package junior shows. They're doing it for a senior, where everyone has to be, I don't know, over 55. So, like, that is right so around cool. the corner. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait for Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's my chance to play Rocky. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Perfect. All right, Rodney. <laughs> All right. So, our correspondent, our uh, fun fact of the week correspondent, Jennifer Riley, is coming up next. She's got uh, a fun fact about. Uh, Hamilton this week. Oh. Hey there, Diva Dads. It's Jennifer Riley, your fun fact correspondent here, welcoming you to July. Uh, so as y'all have talked about on the show before, and as I'm sure many of our listeners and watchers are aware, Hamilton the Musical is dropping onto Disney Plus this weekend, and I basically plan to have it on repeat for the upcoming 4th of July holiday. But in celebration, I wanted to share actually two facts about the show that I have learned. Uh, so the first one is, so because the show is completely sung or rapped, that allows them to squeeze 20,000 words into about two and a half hours, which is about 144 words per minute. Now the fastest rap in the show is during Guns and Chips. It's Lafayette's extremely fast rap that all of us love. That rap has been clocked at 6.3 words per second, which is extremely fast and extremely amazing. 
The other fact I have is a song that you can listen to that was not included in the show because it's about a character that was not included in the show. Uh, it's called the Ben Franklin song and it is sung by a band called the Decemberists. So after Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the song and they realized it wasn't going to be in the show, he reached out to the band and basically said that if Ben Franklin was alive today, he felt that he would be a Decemberist fan. So it became a song that the Decemberists could use and sing. And it's a good fun one. And so if you need something that's not the official Hamilton soundtrack to listen to, that might be something to add to your playlist. Uh, but those are the facts for this week. I hope y'all are all doing as well as possible. And I'm sending all good vibes out to all of our listeners and watchers. And I look forward to this week's episode. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Wow. Did y'all know that Adrian and I actually saw Hamilton together? What? We nice. did. <laughs> I'll let you tell this story. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so <laughs> due to changes in my life that had happened uh, like maybe a month prior to that, I suddenly found myself with an extra ticket to Hamilton. Um, and Adrian was pregnant, like four or five months pregnant. Oh, I was super pregnant because it was the summer, wasn't it? Or the spring? It was, no, it was spring. Okay. So Quinn was born in June. So I was like very pregnant pretty pregnant. Um, and this is why I love her because she didn't try to shy around it. She straight up texted me and says, Hey, I have an extra ticket to Hamilton. And I was like, yeah, and you know what? I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but now I know I'm bringing my other Adrian. Um, and both <laughs> Adrian's boobs, both Adrian's <laughs> boobs, which we can tell that story in dad's <laughs> We had such a good time. It was like a heavily, I mean, obviously it's a very emotional experience, but it was emotional for us for like so many other reasons. And then yeah. Cynthia had a ticket, but couldn't go. So we brought Samantha, right? We, had, we brought Sam, yeah. I think she was the one that came with us. And so, and you're very pregnant and about to have your first girl and you know, I'm just me, so we were very emotional, but it, I'm really glad that we got to share that together. It was- It really was like a surreal experience. I think it was, you know, you listen to the soundtrack and you hear all about how great the show is and you feel so excited and pumped up and then seeing it is, it's just unlike anything. There are not words to explain it. So I'm super excited to see it streamed and see what they do with it. We also had a connection to the cast. So the guy that was playing Hamilton, Austin Scott, went on to play it on Broadway, but his girlfriend is a theater company alum, Alexis Cepeda, and Alexis Cepeda, and also a wonderful actress and performer. They're both in New York. They actually just did something really cool. Rodgers and Hammerstein does like they're the they're doing like pop contemporary versions of their classic songs, and they just did one with Laura Osnes, and that just um, it's on YouTube now. Um, but so I was messaging Alexa about her boyfriend and everyone in the cast saying, hey, I saw this ensemble member and tell this person that like, I've never heard that done like that before. And so at intermission, I'm just blowing up her phone and she's reading my messages to the cast backstage at the Hobby Center. So it was oh, really wow. cool. It was really special. That's cool. Yeah, it was good. You're a good date. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, you'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My All right, folks. Well, I'm here to take us home. Uh, first of all, I want to just say real quickly to everybody this week, I know we can't thank everybody individually, but there were people this week that stepped up to the plate uh, with the damage we had at the theater and also with the lack of income from shows that we're not producing right now. There were people that actually stepped up to the plate and helped us with our campaign of the We Still Believe in Magic so to everybody that was able to donate whatever amount you did, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Also, 
please make sure you visit us at ttcdivadads.com. You can connect with us on any social media you so choose. And also stay tuned for TTC Diva Dads After Dark on YouTube Live. And folks, that's a wrap. Thank you guys. Here, but I still have to laugh at you. <laughs> so you. close. Bye, everyone. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, Adrian. Bye. Bye. Bye.